So we are back in the room once again, and uh, we have with us a very talented lady. Um, she is from here, from Northern Ireland, and her music has been streamed and downloaded by thousands across the world. She has written for stars like Sigala, um, and in collaboration with Pan Arts Belfast songwriter, she was selected to go and write music in the home of country music, Nashville. It is great to have a fellow teaholic on with us this evening. Emma, how are you? <laughs> hey, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good, good. good. We're yeah, uh, after a few technical difficulties. We are back in the room, you know. We are. How are you? We're good. We're good. Good, good. good. And how are you this um sort of cool autumn evening? I am great. I've got my wee Earl Grey beside me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing great. What about yourselves? I can't complain. We got there, Jack. Uh, thought the computer was broke, but just haven't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. But I suppose the first question we have to ask, Emma, is where did it all start? I mean, do you have uh, family members that are into music or that are musical? Or so where did you figure out firstly that, you know, you, you actually were a good singer? Um, My mum threw me on the stage when I was three. Like I, my mum had us doing, like me and my brother and my sister had us doing everything so we could decide what we wanted to do. Um, so I was doing dancing from I was th- three years old and I always loved music. And my brother's very, very musical. And when I was about six, I started singing lessons and I started doing musical theatre. So I have all my grades up to like grade eight and stuff. Um, but I really, really wanted to do pop from I was maybe 13 properly. Okay. You said that you're really into pop. Who is your favourite artist? You know, who do you draw influence from, I suppose? Um, influences, I love Astrid S. I love her and I love... Anne Marie, I love her like lyrics and just how fun and catchy they are. And then I also love production like John Bellion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an amazing artist and writer and producer from New York. And I love Billie Eilish. Oh, she's amazing. Funny you should mention Billie Eilish. I went and listened and I mean, listened three times in a row to uh-huh. your cover of Ocean Eyes, which is <laughs> oh, really? beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thanks. But I mean, I have to ask as well, are you classically trained, Emma, or did, you know, did you just sort of come up with having just a great voice? Oh, stop. That's so kind. Thank you. Um, No, so I did um, musical theatre from I was six Mm -hmm. and then I did do classical training as well. But I maybe stopped at about grade five. Um, I wasn't really enjoying the music and stuff. And for what I wanted to do, I felt I had got to know what I needed. Yes. You know. Okay. So, yeah. And then you went on and did an MA in commercial songwriting. Uh-huh. Interesting. I've never heard of before. But was uh, that was that always the plan or was that something that you just came back to music later in a way? Or Oh my goodness. I did not want to go to university, honestly. See, up until my A-levels, I was the only one in my classes that didn't want to go to university. And it just literally fell into my lap by chance. Um, so I didn't do it in undergrad. I skipped that. Um, and I was on a holiday. Um, to London with my mum and we decided to um, go visit Tile Yard Studios just to have a look about and there was a lovely Irish guy there called Jamie Searles and he was like have you heard about our MA and I was like well I haven't got an undergrad and he was like well whatever your experience is is um, we can do a personal statement and all that in an interview so I got in and it literally was by chance so um, yeah it was all just so crazy so I graduated there in December um, thank you but living in London was fun yeah. it was good crack and um, do you think that 
hopefully it will has that like developed your songwriting in such a way towards like a more professional sort of style and stuff do you think yeah definitely because every term that we had um with my ma um there was always a writing camp at the start which was amazing now it was tough work like you'd be doing um 10 in the morning till maybe eight or nine at night do you know with maybe only a lunch break um so it was good to like get into the rhythm of really doing long hours and working with different people and different styles um and then we got to do a writing camp in Copenhagen and that was just amazing so and being around Sagala and I got to hang out with LR for the day do you know what? so all of those things I know all of those things were just amazing do you know you get almost like a dream come true working with people who are established in the industry and who mm-hmm. are creating content that sort of can be spread to millions I suppose yeah definitely like it was just crazy and it fell into my lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us this, right? You're from Armagh. Are you from, is it Krigavan or Lurgan or whereabouts are you from? Somewhere in the middle. Lurgan. You're from yeah. Lurgan. Okay. <laughs> so well, I wouldn't know Armagh too well. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's for, for any of our US, UK and Aussie listeners, because we have some as well. That is uh-huh. here in Northern Ireland. Um, do you think that the music scene is welcoming, accessible and helpful for a young female solo artist because obviously there's a lot of you know great bands coming up in northern ireland at the moment but you're doing it on your own is that a struggle or is is the help and support networks there um i i love um the music scene in northern ireland i think it is great i think everybody is so supportive of each other like there is amazing artists especially upcoming with pop which is brilliant as well like we connor marcus um i'd be good friends with him we've written with him um and like Gemma Bradley and Rebecca Fitch um so we're all you know we're all good friends and we all help each other out um so I just love how close we all are do you know I suppose because it's small here that everybody's it's very like a close-knit community almost definitely and we all just champion each other we want each other to do well yeah um so it's great I suppose off the back of that your first sort of big success was your like viral success your covers and your mashups and stuff which we'll get on to in a minute but you've really sort of utilized and capitalized on that viral success internet and social media and stuff do you think it's like it's a different landscape now for like a solo artist like yourself you know it's really you can do it yourself with like social media and the internet because you seem like somebody's really taking advantage of it yeah yeah it is good like I started and it's crazy when I actually think about it like eight years ago like that is crazy I was 14 and I was uploading these covers and I was uploading them onto Facebook and this is when Facebook was like like huge with videos videos that only came out so it was it was amazing whereas I find Facebook would be we Facebook would be a wee bit more difficult now do you know um whereas I think Instagram's a lot bigger and now TikTok is the huge main thing so I think constantly everything is evolving so it is just um work with, working with whatever is the biggest next you know um but it's all good crack it's all good fun as long as you're enjoying it uh, which is yes definitely and so like you've had a lot of success with various covers and we've watched them. Well, I've definitely sat and watched them and watched them multiple times. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, they, they're incredibly, incredibly good. Thank but you. To like really immerse yourself in the song. Your cover of Mumford, Mumford and Sons hit number three in the iTunes UK singer songwriter charts in Europe yes. in round 15. I mean, uh-huh. how did you choose to do these particular songs? And do you feel, there's obviously a great reception. Do you feel that, um, 
that there's a bit of you in the song then? Or how do you work with that? Um, I think from a very young age, I loved like experimenting with songs and I loved changing them um, to make them sound completely different from what they are. Um, yeah, I think I was so young and, and it was I was trying to get into songwriting. So I suppose looking at the lyrics and stuff, um, and probably doing a lot of those covers helped my songwriting, you know. So I suppose there was a wee bit of me in the, the songs that I covered. Um, and I gotta ask, is that your house in that music video of Little Lion Man? Because it's a beautiful, beautiful house. <laughs> oh my goodness, I wish. <laughs> no, that is um, the famous Brownlow house in Lurgan. Oh, there's, like whole, there's a whole big history to it. Um, and it's amazing. Um, but you can go and have a coffee in it. Well, not at the minute, but yeah. <laughs> when, it's open, when it's open again, you can go. Uh, on the mashups how did that idea come about was that just like a natural progression from the covers or was it like you musically thought these two you know any given two songs you did a mashup for could go together or yeah I, I actually can't remember like where they came about I think I did the mashups before doing single covers I loved experimenting with the piano now I wasn't great at piano it was literally three chords but that's all you needed um I loved um playing about with just different songs and putting them together and I remember even like whenever I was doing GCSEs I'd be finished an exam I'd be writing out what songs I was going to do next you know like it <laughs> was just not for me yeah. I just all I wanted to do was music you know well I suppose you know in these current times that we're in um, musicians have had to deal with setbacks not being able to perform how have you been dealing with the pandemic I mean you obviously were meant to go to Tennessee which is the home of country music and you got that fantastic opportunity because, you know, obviously the guys knew that there was a talent there for songwriting and singing. How have you been dealing with all that? So I, I, I actually feel like I've dealt with it pretty well. Um, last year was focusing on songwriting and this year I feel was really focused on like fixing my sound and just putting it out there. So when I came home from London, um, it all came about by chance that I met actually one of my best friends now who um, I work very closely with, Johnny Fitch. Um, and he's an amazing songwriter producer from Belfast. But we found a way of working really well on Zoom. So we kept the structure through lockdown and we did Monday to Friday. Very regiment. To, to keep ourselves sane. Yeah. <laughs> Monday to Friday and we just wrote and we found a way of Thankfully, I have a home set up with my, my mic and stuff, and he has a studio in his house. So um, we find a way of just writing a lot. And that's that's actually where my latest single, Thinking About You, was written. It was written in a pokey wee back room in my house beside the garage. And when I was trying to record vocals, there was always someone cutting the grass, do you know? Like, so, so it was not in a big, huge studio with a big budget. Like it was literally just in my house, do you know? But um, very, very thankful for Johnny. Johnny and me have worked really well together and I wouldn't be able to put out the music that I have without him, do you know? As you say about putting out uh, tracks this year, you've put out quite a few uh -huh. in 2020. Was that always the plan or did lockdown like give you time to focus in and getting stuff done and getting it out or? I wanted to release music, but lockdown really did um, put it all together. Like it, lockdown gave me time to actually sit down and plan what I wanted, you know, to release and stuff. And um, just with the songs, like I've just really loved writing them and putting them out. Um, and I'm just so glad that they've got a good, um, they've got good feedback as well. 
Yeah, they seem to have got fantastic feedback. I mean, people are streaming them all over the place. They've yes. played on stations here in Northern Ireland. But, uh-huh. you know, it, it seems to be like very refreshing, like, you know, electro pop sort of sound. Yes. Was that always, you mentioned at the start about, you know, you've, you've always loved pop. Was that always mm-hmm. the way you wanted to go down? Or was there ever a situation where you thought, you know, oh, I could maybe do a good country stuff or, or maybe that or like country or any other genre. Or maybe that'll come. Maybe that's all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um. I always wanted to do pop. I never wanted to do any other sort of music. Um, I think when I was young, I just wanted to be a cheetah girl or Hannah Montana, do you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I always wanted to do pop. So it was never, never any thought for anything else. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your new single is out there quite recently, Thinking About You. Yeah. Uh-huh. Light, great track. Thank you. Uh, it's addressing sort of lost love and heartbreak and that is dare I ask is it autobiographical or is that is it all fiction we literally wrote it and I wanted something really positive it's (laughs) just for love for everybody literally it's it was just so fun to write and positive and yeah it was fun to write Okay. Okay. And then obviously Find You was another single that was released just around the start of the year. And as well, it's similar, you know, there's similarities with thinking about you again, sort of like love mm-hmm. loss. Um is this is this a theme sort of in your in your music or what you want to put across, as you just said, where you want to create music that helps people sort of get through any hard times that they have? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to write songs that can be very relatable to people in loads of different situations, do you know? So if they could take the lyrics and it can mean one thing for one person and a totally different thing for another and it helps them, you know, that's amazing. Um, but um, with all of the songs that I've released this year, I've worked with Johnny on them. So um, they would be very, like me and him would have very, very similar style and sound. Right. So um, I love how they're all similar, but they're all very different in ways. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. And they've all been well received and you have got good airtime on Cool FM and downtown. Yeah, it's been and amazing. Uh huh. It's so weird, honestly. <laughs> yeah. How does, how does that feel? Is it surreal? Is it rewarding? It's, has the autograph so... started planning it? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you see, when it comes on the radio and I'm driving, I nearly catch myself starting to sing along and I'm like, hold on, hold on, this is me. It's so weird. <laughs> but it's so amazing and the feeling will never get old, honestly. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I have to ask, you know, you seem to have a very strong faith and faith seems to mean a lot to you. Does uh-huh. this help with your songwriting or sort of maybe help you deal with, like there, there's obvious pressure on somebody now who is working in, in the music industry, the entertainment industry, and is trying to make a name for themselves and trying to produce content that everybody will love and enjoy. So yes. how's your faith sort of helps you with that? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always, I've always been a Christian. Um, the lyrics in "Thinking About You," mm-hmm. bar one line in the chorus, it's very uh, Christian influenced. Yes. Mm-hmm. The lyrics. Um, yeah, I think I want to be able to. I want my songs to be able to be played to absolutely anybody and everybody. I, like, I don't want. I'm an artist that would never sing songs with lyrics that are inappropriate. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would never swear in songs. And that's actually something I'm very, very um, close with in writing sessions. Do you know if I'm writing with someone and they want me to sing 
the F word or something I'm like no <laughs> you know? and I stand by that and Johnny's the exact same and um, he's a Christian as well so working with him we're on the exact same wavelength so it's great you know that way um, it's, yeah it's, it's a bit different because I feel like in the top 40 every song has a bit of something that's inappropriate mm. you know and you know if other people want to do that that's fine but it's just something I'm not going to do as an artist you know it's it's so refreshing to hear, you know, somebody talking like to what you just said, because as you just said, you know, in the top 40, UK top 40 at the moment, or, you know, in mainstream pop, there is, there's a lot of focus on sexuality. There's a lot of yes. focus on, on cursing and such things uh-huh. for, for you to say, well, no, that's not me. And I will not sort of jump into that just to please a crowd or an audience or go, yeah. it's very, very refreshing to hear. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I suppose then, to kind of start to wrap up. You obviously put out a lot of music this year and working hard during lockdown. What's uh-huh. the future? EP, album, or maybe who knows when, 2025, gigs, tours, etc. I know. Oh, honestly, I would love to do a wee tour or even support, you know, artists. I would love that. Um, and I feel like when restrictions ease and stuff again, I'll be working on a live set, which would be really fun. Um, but I'm going to keep posting um, new singles and stuff and um yeah maybe any peas on the cards <laughs> fantastic fantastic just keep working away thank you yeah uh, i suppose then just before we sign off uh do you want to tell all the people where they can find your tracks your social medias or whatever else really yeah my name is emma horn and you can find me everywhere on emma horn music emma thank you very very much for chatting us thank today. you uh- that was so fun <laughs> <laughs> was the brilliant Emma Horn. Fantastic. Indeed, indeed. So look, we've come to the end of the uh, the podcast for this week, Sean. Mm-hmm. Not, not a Halloween special, but a, bit of a spooky bit of a spooky hair. It was, it was. Uh-huh. But the next time we come on, oh, maybe it'll be two podcasts down the line where we have then a new... A whole new world. I mean, well... well I, I assume you're referring to the presidential election. Well, we're going to have that or we're going to have civil war in the States. Oh, yeah. And if anybody is interested and wants to go and listen to our film review that we do the film club and um, the next film that we're going to be doing is the trial of the chicago seven and realistically it parallels like it was happening what 63 or 68 60 the trial was 69 about the protest was 68 and literally the shit that's going on then is mm-hmm. happening in 2020 uh-huh very it, much so it's fucked up mm-hmm. so that'll be in the coming days if you're listening to this then did of course you yes. might be listening to this years later and you know <laughs> <laughs> they'll have won all their oscars you know yeah me and sean will be presenting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes uh check that out check out the film club episodes keep and subscribe on apple and spotify and all such other platforms where you can find us who knows where we'll be by then um check out emma's music on spotify on apple music on youtube as she said, Instagram, Facebook, find her at Emma Horn Music. Stream it, buy it, listen to it. It's all good stuff. Wonderful, wonderful tunes. Jack, where can the lovely people find all of our other things? They can find us on Facebook at You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. They can find us on Instagram at You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. Woo! They can also listen to us, obviously, where you're listening to us now. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube soon when I finish fighting with them. 
Um, yeah, I, I, he's raised an issue. <laughs> I've raised an issue. I've raised a ticket. Sorry, I've raised my ticket. Uh, <laughs> Would somebody please come and, uh, you know, read my ticket here, please? You know? Uh, but yeah, you can find us in all those places. You can find Sean on Facebook at Sean MQs, me on Facebook at Jack Donnelly. You can also find me on Instagram, jackie 123 And also, if you want to go and read some good shit about films and TV, go and read Sean's blog, The Project Sean Ist. If you type uh-huh. that into Google, it will not be a dating site for lonely men. No, and you can, we're actually, to tie it in what we were talking about earlier, there's a piece there about the German film we are chatting about in the first half, as well as obviously Chicago 7 and all the Film Club episodes backwards and going forwards indeed indeed Sean that is us for another week the lovely man Sinawas me has indulged us tonight with his fetish of the little mermaid it is of course a wild <laughs> song cues it is indeed and opposite myself at a socially distanced microphone and all such things level in the studio it is the leader the president of the fungi fan club <laughs> the fungi pallbearer the, the man who is going to conduct the first last and hopefully only dolphin funeral on the island of Ireland <laughs> Jack Donnelly. That's assuming Fungi's dead, you know. Bring Fungi home. Hashtag bring Fungi home. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been, you've been listening, listening to... to you ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs>